Good morning, everyone. We've made it Friday, December. This time of the year, love it. Even though this weather, always going on about it, but it's raining down here in Christchurch, Auto Tay. <laughs> sort yourself out, weather gods, please. Got to play some golf ladder today, but don't know if I'll do that in this wet weather. Kempi, speaking of golf, how's your swing, man? I know you're there at Remuera, uh, the golf range there, and uh, how'd it go, mate? Yeah, hey, Morena, is he? Good to hear your yeah. voice, mate. Good to hear your voice. Now was all right, mate. Went up there, and the sponsors were out. Kushla, uh, you're good, mate, with the temper. Pillows and slippers and prizes galore for sponsors that went up and uh, supported the SENZ uh, um, sales team, their Christmas their Christmas do. And, yeah, mate, had a bit of a whack, went up there. Oh, mate, I don't reckon I've lifted a club up for a number of years, and <laughs> I forgot what it was like to twist. Like, yeah. When you, when you hit it and you twist, and of course I've got a new knee now, and it wouldn't move, and... <laughs> I was like, oh mate, yeah, I forgot about all that. But no, it was a it was a good good afternoon. Good afternoon um with the crew up there. They put on a put on a really good thing. Uh, Gig, I don't know if you've been up there, but remember uh with a golf club, they've got this like driving range and then they've built this yeah. sort of brand new upstairs, downstairs driving range. It's all computerized, so you can actually have a round of golf with and have a beer at the same time. Um and you just mm. sit in there and it's like that virtual golf, you know that when virtual golf came out and you hit a ball into one of those screens. Yeah. Well, awesome ladder, yeah. This one's called Velocity and you hit the ball and it picks up the velocity of the ball and then goes straight onto a computer screen and it tells you where you hit and they have all these targets that you hit and you get points, pick those up. Um so yeah, it was a good day. I'll tell you who can hit a golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh is Dills, mate, on the sales team here. He he's not bad at him. Oh. He's not bad at him, but I'll tell you what. He couldn't smoke Uncle Kempy. He didn't pick up the prize. <laughs> all I want to know, all I want to know, Kempy, is because there's been a lot of chatter going on in my uh, DM box between from a guy called Mitchell McLennigan. <laughs> now, did Mitch, did you get in his ear? Did you start tuning him up? And how did he look when he had a little swing? So I know he was doing the show last night with Kirsty. How did he look? Yeah, well, he was a bit afraid because he wouldn't come down. And... Uh, Oh. He waited till I left before he went down and swung a swung a club. And Dills, I think, got up and got into his ear, mate. He said, don't go down there yet, mate. You'll get smoked. So, um, But they sent me a still shot. They sent me a still yeah. shot. They wouldn't send me a video. So you know those okay. two, eh? You know those two. They've, they're talking up a really big game. They want they want to take me and you. But, um, yeah, meow. That's all I'll <laughs> say about those two. <laughs> hey, Kippy, I'm real keen. I'm real keen. I got a random message out of blue from him, and uh, wow, well, I, I just took it to another level. And just said, "Come on, then, let's do it. Let's, let's have a game." So I'm ready to go when we get some time, and we're all up there together. We'll try and organise it, always, Kippy. But that golf course is absolutely good. You think of the you over in America, you go to Australia, even they've got this place called Top Golf, and it's similar to that. You go hit balls, you go and um, socialise, and it's more of a social aspect. Of playing golf, everyone can can go along, and that's what Remuera Velocity Golf Rangers is doing. And they, are, yeah, I've I've hit balls there. I've hit balls there. Last time I was there, actually saw Logan Swan, so good to see him there. Is that right? Um, yeah, Swanee, and uh, yeah, it's a cool spot. 
Really, well, really they, awesome. I'll tell you what, I've got to do a big shout out to Rimmel at a golf um, club because they looked after us. Mate, the, the, it was just all put on. They came down, they made mm. sure they had a heap of people around us. Um, if you've ever got an event and you're looking for an event for this Christmas or even next year, get yourself there, get your team there. A number of the people that came there, they also said that um, they didn't know about it and they're going to take their teams back there. So well done to the club. That's Rimuera Golf Club. Um, I'm looking forward, mate. I think I think we should take a, a gig there, actually. Yeah, we should. We should definitely go along and, and do a wee something. I saw you said 140,000 memberships around uh, New Zealand golf clubs. So golf in New Zealand is absolutely flying. You can understand that because uh, yesterday, Josh Geary, Josh Geary's second at the Australian Open. So Josh Geary's continuing on his form here at the Charles Tour when he took that out. Uh, so Josh Geary's flying. you got Nick Voke, who's two under. you got Denzel Uramia. He is two under. Denzel was there or thereabouts with Vokey last um, PGA Tour in Australia. Um, so they're going really, really well. Ryan Fox, pretty close to missing his second straight cut. Uh, second straight cut, two tournaments straight. So he's got a bit of work to do at the moment. <laughs> you, can, you can forgive Cam Smith. He's been on a bit of a party, so he's going to probably uh, miss this one as well. But for that case, Kempi, top 30. So you've got to be the top 30 in this Australian Open because they're allowing the ladies to play with the men. So the cuts, there's going to be a double cut and that'll shrink the final field uh, in both men's and women's. So he's got a bit of work to do, Foxy, but good to see some Kiwis there um, pushing the Australians in, uh, in, in their tournament. Just uh, It is uh, next three hours. We're going to rip into it Friday the 2nd of December, and we've just got to quickly see Mary Halberg passed at the age of 89. Condolences go out to all his family and friends. What a legacy he paved and left it in a better place with the Halberg Foundation, the work they do for disability uh, within our uh, tamariki. So well done, uh, and yeah, condolences to you, Sir Murray Halberg and, and Fano. And on that, we've got uh, Dick Taylor, who is a champion in his own right, will come on the show to share his memories of the late Sir Murray Halberg. 1,000-metre uh, gold medalist at the 1970 Com Games, Dick Taylor. So that's about 7.40ish. We have a re reaction at that time and throughout the show. And before then, we're going to talk some football. Still plenty to play for in the final pool games at the Qatar Football World Cup. Dan McCarty, Dave Choate have been doing a stellar job calling the action for SENZ and will join us after 7 o'clock. And then to round out the show, the Breakers. How good. Are the real fire. deal. They are flying, Kempi. Led by some red hot ballers at the moment. Barry Brown notching 31. You got Jarrell Brantley. Uh, he shot 18. Lowy. Oh, they're flying. As the Breakers won last night and sit 11 and 4 on the table. Alex Pledger, former big man for the Breakers, knows all too well. Breakers Machine and will join us after eight to react to last night's performance and the season as a whole. Double eight, double three. A message has already come through from our man, Cammy, who's got all the good oil. Not as good as Louis oil, but close enough. Hey, even my dad was congratulating you, Louis. Couldn't believe the heater that you threw out on the weekend. But Cammy, we appreciate your messages as well. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight to eleven. Morning to you boys. Kemp, you've spoken to you. How are you, Louis? Yeah. All right. 
I am good, Daggy. I'm doing awesome, man. Uh, thanks to Pete for the shout out. Uh, not every weekend you tip out a sixteen dollar shot, so it's um, <laughs> when when Hall of Fame trainer Stephen McKee tells you it cannot win, and you just say, "Sticks, get on my back, get on my <laughs> get on my back, back mate." And <laughs> go, let's get him on. <laughs> He's the best. He is the best, and he just the, he just gave me a fist bump and said, "Well done, son." <laughs> He's, He's the best, so that was awesome. I, hey, boys, I've got a bit of advice. If I could just steal two minutes of the show, please. Um, I need a bit of advice. AFL Grand Final tomorrow, and the nerves are just starting to course through me a wee bit. So the Uni Blues, <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a young team. We've probably overachieved <laughs> to make the granny. So there's a little bit, you know, the pressure's definitely not all the way on us. We're going up against the unbeaten North Shore Tigers but we've had a hell of a run. We kicked five goals in the fourth quarter in the weekend to get through to the granny. But just this far out, what should I be thinking about? Where should my, my head be at? Oh, don't overthink it, I reckon. You should try and just chill out, mate. Don't play the game before you play it. That's the probably key. Otherwise, you'll get to the game, you'll be tired and worked up. So just what I did, when I knew I was bad, when I, I'd, I'd, overplay, I'd play the game way too early and I was tired and I played horrible. <laughs> I figured out, go out there, just go for coffees, you know, go do something that's active. You feel like you've got to rest, but I feel like if, you, if you're moving and, and you're, you know, you're doing some active relaxation, then it gets your mind away from it. So don't worry about it. And then in the game, mate, you underdogs, go in there and rattle them. Yeah. Go in there and rattle and throw some chat. Yeah. Do something that they won't expect because they wouldn't have dealt with the what ifs that you're going to bring. So throw some what ifs at them and see how they go. You know, I reckon. Yeah, I like that, Izzy. I like that. Don't just don't change your don't change what you're doing, mate. Just relax and go out there and have a really good day today. And all you got to tell yourself is that when you get out there, you're in the big you're in the big show, mate. Just don't leave anything and don't leave anything other than everything out on that football pitch. Because that's what they all, they won't expect that. When you think you can't make the tackle, make the tackle. When you think you can't catch the ball, catch the ball. And um, when you walk off the field, just go, as long as you, well, I gave everything and we were going to lift that trophy. Mate, that's all you do. It's basically what you do when you get to those. Finals. And being the underdog, best spot to be. They say it's all about moments. Like, you know. Moments, bro. How many moments, moments can your team rack up? Is, he, is that about right? That's it. Moments, man. you got to win those small moments. you got to win those little battles. like The battles that you probably don't think matter. Ball on the ground, dive on it, you know, hard ball get. Mm. Someone makes a break. Who's going to turn around and, and get back there? Because those little moments define the outcome of, of, of a final. You know, like the hard work that people don't really look at. That's where it all starts. Oh. And that's where it's all winning. So. And when you're winning, and when you're winning and they haven't, and they haven't lost all year... Yes, look over them and go. Look at the scoreboard, boys. Just, just start. Go chipping, like that. Just start chipping away. At them. One more year. One more year, One boys. One more year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. I've got, I've got the chills already. I need to calm down now because I don't want to play. I don't want to fry myself. I don't want to do the Izzy Dag. All this. I'm going to clip that. I'm going to put that in the, the Uni Blues uh, WhatsApp group, and they're going to go. Uh, there you go. A couple of sporting legends telling us just it's all about the moments. Um, boys, just can't, can't wait. Question of the day: Sporting legends. Joe, my computer's shut down, by the way, so you're going to have to play the ad break, yeah? Oh, Joe's not there. That's all right. Niv, <laughs> Niv's there. Sweet. Um, can't wait question of the day. Samari Halberg, when you say legend, mm. yeah. this might not be, there might not be a person that's contributed more to New Zealand sport, really. 
But my can't wait question of the day is, in honour of him, who are those great New Zealanders? And I'm not talking about just what they've done. I'm not talking about who's the, been the best athletes of all time in New Zealand. I'm talking about who has been some of the great contributors for New Zealand society through sport. Athletes that have gone on to do amazing things on and off the field. We talk about more than an athlete so much here on this show. Well, Murray Halberg. So Murray Halberg might have been the definition of more than an athlete, lads. So if you have yeah. a think about that, I want to put it together a list in honour of the great man, and we'll talk about him throughout the morning. But who is in his ballpark of what they've done off the field? 0800-150-811, the Kennard's Hire phone line, and double eight double three Bee Post text machine. We're 21 minutes past 6 o'clock here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll talk to you on the other side of this. So Murray Halberg passing away, age uh, 89, absolute legend. What he's contributed on and off the track. Who's in that realm for you, is he? Look, uh, it's a tough one. Look, the first name that rattled, uh, that came to mind um, when when you asked that question was Sir Peter Blake, uh, and then and then it went on to Mark Todd. But this is probably not for the reason that of what they've done in the community. It's more of just shining the light on their chosen sport and, and paving the way for the future of the sport that it is now. And I think Sir Peter Blake, what he did in sailing. You know, it made me a young kid from Hawke's Bay, Hawke's Bay understand, oh my God, what is this sport? Sailing. And then you take notice and then you start wondering, okay, man, they're, they're, they're sailing around the world and they're winning these big races. The America's Cup is such a big trophy. What is that trophy? So that's what I think a legacy that he he paid for us as young kids and people, you know, that didn't know too much about sailing, shine the light on it. And now look at sailing in New Zealand. Sailing is absolutely one of our main sports, and it's it's a a huge sport that's got so much success now. And he's paved the way for the Peter Ju- uh the Blair Chutes and Peter Burlings to do what they do. And so, yeah, so Peter Blake would be would be my one. Nice, it's nice as he yeah. Peter Blake down there. I guess from me when I first thought about it was like I thought straight around about um, the overball sport. Uh, obviously, Buck Shelf and Olsen Fuller Pine in my era. I thought. Um, you know, Buck does some wonderful things off the off the pitch these days, and recognising um, who he is and where he comes from, and supporting that. And Olsen Filipina gave every Polynesian kid that wanted to play in the Kiwis a, a belief that they could do that. You know, you got Stacey Jones and Sonny Bill Williams these days. David Tour, you know, when he when he jumped in that ring against Lennox Lewis, fighting for a Kiwi boy, fighting for um, the world title, um, was another one. But the biggest one um, for me has to be Jonah Lomu. I think what Jonah did, you know, when he first jumped on that ground with an all-black jersey on and to think that he was still under 20, um, every kid that was looking at that was like, well, I'm the next Jonah Lomu, you know. <laughs> and there's, and I'll never forget watching that, that World Cup that they got knocked out, they lost against South Africa, and he walked around the field afterwards shaking everyone's hand and just thought, man, that, that dude's such a good dude. Um and got to got to know Jonah quite well, so for me, he's probably the one that stands out the most. The Peter Blake is a, a great comparison, is he? Because what he's done with his trust, the Blake Trust, and the Peter Blake Trust, and environmental leadership and conservation work. And you're right. Now look at Peter and Blair Live Ocean. It's kind of like yeah. inspired athletes in their chosen craft, but also inspired a lifestyle and way of 
that kind of inspiration will be more than be bigger for your community. And Sir Edmund Hillary's the other one who's obviously, and, and, I, and I honestly don't think it's crazy to, to put Sir Murray Halberg in Sir Edmund Hillary's ilk because I think that's how big of a figure in stature he was. Well, look at these awards, mate. Like the Halberg Awards are the major awards in New Zealand, and it's not just that. Like the work he does for the kids with disabilities, and he's offering up dreams. Like he's weird. Lisa Adams on yesterday. Like imagine the, the the help he's given her and the work he's been able to do for her. And so kids, you know, no matter where you come from or or, or how your body is reacting, you've still got hope, and that's what Murray does. So I love that Sir Edmund Hillary. Oh, that, he'd probably be the Everest, wouldn't he? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, still, that's, that's probably true. A half past six, double eight, double three. Who's in that ilk? Who's kind of that Sir Peter Blake, John Alomu, Sir Ed Hillary, Sir Murray Halberg, mm. for what they've done, their contribution to New Zealand on the on the field, but more than an athlete. Who is it? Double eight, double three. Uh, here's Aroha. With the news for Kubota, though, we're going to come back and get some sports headlines just after this. But remember, Kubota, check out their field days, 1.5% finance offer for four days only. So that must be wrapping up shortly. SCNZ, we're 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, we're talking about Samari Halberg, the legend he is, or well, legend he was, and the, I guess the legacy he has left. Uh, Dick Taylor coming up after 7.30 this morning. We'll talk to him, obviously got to know him very, very well throughout the years. A, a true inspiration in his career. A couple of sports headlines, lads, just from around the world, and I'm certain you both would have seen this news <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Now, uh, this is, by the way, with Bunnings Trade helping businesses our trade because help, we're here to help make your job easier. Now, uh, J-Mac, it's confirmed. We all knew it. We all knew it. He's the world's best jockey, but it was confirmed yesterday by the International uh, Racing Federation that he had won the most races that count. But no one's shocked, are they? Nah, not at all. <laughs> J-Mac. You know, he's got to be on the list at the Halbergs this, this year. I know that it's going to be pretty hard to knock over the ferns. Um, but, yeah, just getting that recognition. Yeah, you can't keep saying it and not listening. You can't keep slapping mm. people in the face with it, especially in this country. Um, Chris Waller, J-Mac, if they – I think Chris Waller's a big one for me because he's never been recognised, you know, handing all, out all those big rides to um, J-Mac as well. So – um, good recognition for the racing game. Another, another one for J Mac. Mm, yep, that should help him build more uh, extensions on that East Coast property that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's McDonald, absolutely flying. They got a hundred races. I was reading this earlier. They got a hundred races that they do mm. the judging from, and uh, he won nine of the hundred races. So he, um, the next is more from the UK. Awesome. He came third last year. So hell of an effort. Incredible, hell of an effort. Incredible. Um, and it's just like, it's just proof to what we all know. He's the one that you want uh, on your horse. Now, this is some awesome news from the other side of the world from that. They are wondering, can England score 1,000 runs in their first innings? That is a genuine question that is being asked because they are on 506 from four. They had four batsmen score centuries. Baz Bull has been gone to another level, probably because the pitch that they've offered up at Pakistan in Pakistan literally looked like a tennis court. It just was a road. And Zach Crawley and Ben Duckett went out there and both turned up <laughs> as openers. And then Ollie Pope came in and scored. 
scored 108 and Brooke came in on debut and scored 101 as well. So Baz Bull has gone to another level. And that's all you need to know what? there. They, uh, they are heck. busy. They're asking <laughs> if they can score 1,000 first innings runs. Imagine that. Honestly, this, mate, I'm sick of him, eh? I'm going to hound him. Thousand <laughs> runs. What the heck? Oh, look, I, they've been ill. You think like half the team was sick? You know they could all just hunkered down, but no. Bears motivates and finds something, and that just really gets them gone. And uh, this is phenomenal. Love it. Watch it. If they get a thousand runs, that is taking the mickey. Hey, Come just a, ask him. Just say, mate. Apparently, you guys are going to score a thousand runs. It's insane. Anyway, uh, there's your sports headlines as well. Obviously, um, the football World Cup going on this morning. Unfortunately, Belgium out. Croatia drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Oh man, you mugs. Mate, did you did you see how many goals <laughs> the striker missed? Lukaku <laughs> in front. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome, welcome to the the uh, Mad Monday crew. Is he? <laughs> Mad Monday, eh? Where do I put my 10? Because you ain't best, getting it. Best of luck, Joe. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> best offer sweeps they gave her. Oh, yeah, free game. Oh, free entry. How good. I kind of want Joe to win just so nobody pays him. Uh, back to the text on this. Uh, who, who's kind of that Murray Helberg? Well, yes, Ed Hillary, Susan Devoid, John Walker, Lois Muir, yeah. Kempe. Yeah, there's, mate, there's some great ones. Yeah, Lois Muir. There. Well, you could go on and on of of Kiwis that um, have had an impact in some way, shape or form. Um, Jeff, obviously, I had an impact on Jeff yesterday up at the golf um, range. Kempe, I saw you swing a golf club yesterday. I think you should save your money. <laughs> and heard Daggy had a double-digit score on par five. Oh. Should be fun. Uh, you know what, Dills? And, you know, that's what happens when the boys they get into other people's ears. Is that Jeff the ref? Jeff the ref, Jeff. I don't know. That's, I think Jeff, Jeff, one of the sponsors up there. I'm pretty sure it was with Bed Post, um, who were up there as well. So, yeah, uh, I didn't see your name on the uh, on the score there, Jeff, when they were handing out prizes. I think you picked up last, didn't you? We'll have to wait and see. Hey, mate, you want to have a crack of the title? Jump on Dills and Mitch's bag and come along because we'll take it too. <laughs> Oh, Kimpy! Now we're gonna we're gonna go do it now, mate. Now we're gonna back it up. But we'll do it. We'll do it. Practice today. I'm actually having a game today, later this morning, boys, with uh, the one and only Jace Ryan. Jason oh, nice. Ryan's bought some new sticks, and he's rung Daggy up, and he's like, "Take me to play some golf." So gonna go have a hit with Jace. Um, sip on a couple of cold asahis, oh. and uh, chew the fat. Get all the oil for Monday, lads. Stay tuned. Is he It'll off to England? Good show Monday. Is he off England, Jace Ryan? Is he part of the baggage? So how do I turn that little microphone on this phone on like, so I can record the whole time in, in, in the cart? Should I? Oh. <laughs> oh, is he? That's so good. The mailman, Dag, will be back on Monday morning with all the gravy. I'm oh, looking forward to that uh, very much. So 21 away from 7. Let's head off, come back with Quizzy Dang and the other side of this. 0800 150 Eight eleven. You know what day it is? It's Friday, which means we get. Yes, we come get see hard. me. I am feeling good. Come on, Uncle's clues will give you gout, gout, gout. <laughs> 
We are 16 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. We've got all sorts going on as the Football World Cup rages on. Uh, later on this morning, you have Daniel McCarty and David Chute previewing the uh, rest of this week's games. But at quarter of away from 7, unfortunately, we're going to have to just revert to the old faithful. This is how you do it. Quizzy that can play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that can play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, that's right. Oh, man, that Friday's tune just really gets me up, but. Oh. We'll have to change that one up to as but outdone itself. Hey, stay tuned. You remember this time last year? <laughs> the end of the year, Dagger got his well, his his, vo- his vocals gone and we ripped into something. So stay tuned for the end of the year. You're gonna get a little album dropping from Kempi and Izzy. Let's get it. Anyway, Mark <laughs> from Tauranga. Morning, Hulk. Morning, boys. How are you? Oh, good. Good, my brother. Good, good, good. Good luck to you today. Here we go. Question number one. In what year did Murray, Sir Murray Halberg win his Olympic gold medal? Oh, shit. 1960? Ding! Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah, 1960 in Rome. Here we go. Question number two. How many people have scored three goals so far at the at the FIFA World Cup. Uh, I'll need a clue from Uncle Kimpy. It's that, the okay? most common par in the world. Five. No. Thanks, Have a good day there, Marky. How does this guy always get an opportunity? Hey? <laughs> Lammy, morning. Hey, <laughs> I love your I love your energy you bring every morning, Levy. Here we go, oh, good luck. Oh, How many people have scored? Eh? Three? <laughs> Three is incorrect. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, Levy. Okay, Have a good day, mate. John from Christchurch. Come on, weatherman. John, sort this weather out. Morning. Yeah, it's average, isn't it? Oh, it's average. Very. Ah, I know. I'm just being a selfish me. Sorry, brother. Here we go. Good, th- good luck for this one. Ah, uh, Clearwater. Go play Clearwater and hack it around there. Probably end up in the water too, so <laughs> it's only fitting it's raining. Anyway. How many people have scored three goals so far at the 2022 FIFA World Cup? Oh, I'll go two. Well, the clue was it's the most common par in the world. Oh, okay, four. 
Yeah, we'll give you four. Yeah, we'll give you that one, Johnny boy. Here we go. Question number three. England just set the record for the most runs scored on the first day of the Test match, running up 506 on Pakistan. How many of their batsmen scored centuries? Three. Ooh. Three is incorrect. Sorry, John. 0800-150-811. Take on the quiz master. Come through. It's a tough quiz. Here we go. We got Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, boys. How are we? Good, thank you. England scored 506 against Pakistan on day one. How many of the batsmen scored centuries? Couldn't get two on that one, could I, uh, Far. Four. Four. Well done, Jade. Question number four. Craig Grills leads the Jockey Premiership currently. How many wins does he have? Oh. He's got a no more clues for you, Jade. Hundred is incorrect. Sorry, Jade. Have a good day. We're gonna go to Zade. Zadie boy. Morning. Good morning. Morning. Craig can Grills. I, can I have Jockey. a cl- can I have a clue? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. 33? 33 is incorrect. Sorry, Zade. Have a good day. 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster. It's a toughie. We're going to go to Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Hey, boys. Morning, morning. Craig Brooks. Where's the jockey prince? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Um... Come on, you, oh, got, you, you guys know who Oh, come on. You guys 21. know who that great Celtics player is, Kevin Garnett. 21. Yeah, 21 is incorrect. Sorry. I hope, I hope you don't have gout. Here we go. We're going to go to Brad from Dunedin. <laughs> Brad from Dunedin. Morning, Brady. Morning, fellas. How are we? Yeah, we're up and about, mate. The phone lines are running hot. Oh, 800 Here we go. Craig Grills leads the jockey premiership. Currently, how many wins does he have? Uh, what was that clue, Kimby? I'm going to... Kevin Garnett. What, what was the... Yeah. Yeah, what does it mean? Like, is it... Well, he'd, is be, it his he'd, number? Be, he'd be this age now, definitely. Oh, is it, is it his age? Number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimpy, that's that is that is not a clue. Kevin Garnett, it's either player number is age. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm not making it too easy. It's <laughs> <Yo. laughs> uh, like a smoke screen. <laughs> you are so funny, Kimpy. Forty six is is close, but no, Very it's not forty six. <laughs> Have a good day, Brad. Brett from Huntley. Morning, Brett. It's a massive celebration. <laughs> Morena from uh, Marine Parade, cousin. <laughs> Ooh, Marine Parade. How's the bay? Uh, better than it was yesterday. He was blowing yesterday. I must uh, rephrase <laughs> it. We're, we're How's Hawks Bay? Tomorrow, nice. Yeah, man, it's nice. nice. We're, we're riding out to your hometown oh, three times tomorrow. Beautiful, we're brother. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it, brother. Have a, 
<laughs> uh, Craig Grills leads the Jockey Premiership currently. How many wins does he have? I don't know, but I know Kevin Garnett used to wear 21, so I don't know what Kempi's on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, Half a, a century. Yeah, a jubilee. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. 50, because we're running out of time. But he walked away. Kippy's on one. Kippy's on one. Here we go. Uh, question number five. How many games in a row have the Breakers won? Six. Six is incorrect. Good luck today, <laughs> brother. Chris from Tauranga. Sorry. Chris from Tauranga. Morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. On a four-game winning streak, aren't they? Oh, four is incorrect. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Rick from the Naki. Morning, Come Rick. on, Ricky. Come in, boy. G'day, mate. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Good, thanks. How many games in a row? The Breakers won. In a row. I've got a clue, yep. Kempi. Oh, okay. Let's, let's try and make this one really easy. Eh? It's the last question. It's not six. It's not four. Five. <laughs> yeah, Rick Dog, you're our winner. Stay on, mate. You got a fifty dollars TAB bonus bet coming your way. We'll be back soon. Oh, Kimpy, unfortunately, you're getting hammered on the text machine, mate, and in the group chat. Uh, Zaid says, "How bad was that clue from Tony Kemp?" And it was a- gout bad. <laughs> it was gout bad, Zaid. I'm sorry, mate. I tell you the best thing for it: flush it out. Plenty of water today. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the waters. Oh, very good. Hey, and uh, Marky from the Bay says, Morena boys and Aroha. Can't believe it's December. Team, could you shout out for the I Am Hope game of rugby at Blake Park in Mount Maunganui tomorrow? Okay. Kicks off at 10am, food trucks, coffee carts, and most importantly, there'll be tents and vans. There's people in them that can help start the process if you're struggling. Awesome, well done, mate. Mark. Awesome. Such a good bloke. He is a good bloke. He is a good bloke, and we're going to catch up at Christmas and have a, a long lunch. And um, you know, a big supporter of the station. So get along. That sounds like a good day. Right. If you're a football fan, don't go anywhere because you've heard them calling the action. They're going to join us. Choti, Dan McCarty after this. But here's the news with Aroha for Kubota. Check out their field days 1.5% finance offer. Good morning, Friday, 2nd of December. Izzy and Kempe ready to rip into the next two hours. Got some good guests coming up. We've got Alex Pledger, former big man for the Breakers. Talking about the Breakers, 11 4. Smashing South East Melbourne yesterday night, uh, last night, down here in Christchurch to continue their fine form. And Alex Pledger will talk about that. We've got Dick Taylor. Obviously, uh, former comms games, gold medalists in the 10,000 metre 1974 comm games. We're going to react to the sad passing of uh, Sir Mary Halberg and the impact and the legacy that he has forged and left behind with the Halberg Foundation. So looking forward to having a chat to Dick Taylor. Keep those messages coming through, double eight, double three. And um, if you've got gout, I forgive you and, and I apologise <laughs> now. <laughs> I had to make up for the song not being played, mate. <laughs> he had to. He had. Oh, man, you crack me up every single day, Kim. You love it. Absolutely love it. Can't be too serious. It's 7 a.m. this morning, and uh, we're going to talk uh, some football right now. And I can't believe it, Belgium are gone, but that's okay. And the lads have been doing a stellar job, Kim. Have we got them online waiting for us?
Yep, the round of 16 of the FIFA World Cup. It kicks off this Sunday morning, is, but it already feels like we're watching knockout football, don't we? Especially this morning when Belgium got knocked out. There's been comebacks, tiebreakers, upsets. You know, Croatia, Morocco, they've progressed through to Group F, which means that your team's gone. And Canada yeah. and my mate who coaches them is heading home. Man, how bad that how bad is that? He's he's back to a, a fire of comments, that bloke. All eyes are on Group E this morning, where we will find out where the favourite Spain and Germany can progress. And Germany have been a little bit scratchy too, haven't they? The final day of group action is tomorrow and there'll be uh, this will determine which two teams join Joe's Champion Brazil team and Portugal, yep, now Cristiano in round of 16. We've been privileged to have every game live here in the SENZ app during the tournament, and boy, have there been some moments. Can this be a strike on goal? It's a long way out. It'd be a worldie from there. Three-man wall for the Saudis. Whistle blows. Going to be taken. Shot on goal by Chavez! Oh, my Lord, what a goal! Incredible! <laughs> Luis Chavez, a worldie. We haven't seen one at this World Cup. You have now, Daniel. I tell you, well, I wish you was calling rugby league back now, in that Daniel. day. <laughs> 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 ah, the chaotic but dulcet tones of our favourite commentary, uh, commentary team, David Choate and Dan McCarty, and they are on the line with us now. Morning, lads. Morning ahead. Fellas, how doing? are we today? Oh, yeah, great. Good. Thank you very much. We're uh, we're in a happy space, aren't we, Ralphie? That'll wake you up, won't it? Uh, every morning we've been here screaming down the mic. Such fun. Oh. Unbelievable. Boys, how's it been for you? Like, There's been some upsets, some, I guess some some turns, like Australia getting through the last 16. That one turned me inside out. But what's it been like for you boys watching it? been fantastic. Uh, I mean, it's been a, a tournament that's played in a strange country. There's no doubt about that. But on the field, inside the white lines, it's been, uh, it's been really, really good to watch. Um, there's been some... Fantastic goal scored, Richelson. I remember the overhead that got us a bit excited. Daniel, we got a bit uh, out of control, but <laughs> emotional. We got a bit emotional there. Um, this morning, I want you to break out the Clash Rock, the Casbah, Morocco getting up. That's that, that's oh. a tune. So see if we can find that somewhere. Uh, but the Moroccans beating your mate, uh, the Canadians. And this morning, we're looking forward to see whether the the Germans are going to uh, escape uh, embarrassment because they're at bottom of this table. But it's been a, it's been a great World Cup so far. We've enjoyed it. So. Well done to Morocco. Obviously, well, they won their first game since 98 when they beat Belgium, and then they've gone on to make it through. Belgium have failed to make it out of the group stage the first time since 98. What do we pinpoint this down to, lads? Well, if you score one goal in three games, fellas, you don't deserve to go to the second round. It's <laughs> simple as that. Uh, a lot of discontent in the camp, according to some reports. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that's true or not, we don't really know. But on the part, they've looked toothless. I, I know they were probably looking the more likely this morning is that they pepper the Croatian goal over the last uh, quarter. Uh, Romanu Lukaku had a couple of great opportunities that uh, on any other yeah. given day is probably burying the guys, you know, a hundred million quid player um, at, at one stage. But uh, he, he looks well off the pace as he's recovering from injury. Uh, Eden Hazard looks a shell of himself, doesn't he, David? I think he's described him as the setting sun uh, in his career. Uh, so a real shame. But Morocco have been excellent. Ziyech, uh, the Chelsea play, is excellent. Uh, Hakimi, um, who started um, what playing at Real Madrid, could have played for Spain but wanted to play for Morocco. He's now at Paris Saint-Germain, the right wing back. Uh, described that team as a family. And, guys, you guys have played at the, at the top level. Um, 
that camaraderie and uh, kinsmanship is so important at, at tournament play. And Morocco look a very close bunch, don't they, Dave? Yeah, they do. But um, just to point back to that Belgium side, you guys will know how this feels. You know, when you get old, I think that's what's happened to Belgium. The golden generation, <laughs> the, the golden, the golden generation um, uh, that they thought uh, was uh, good enough to go one, one further step. But I think they might have gone one step too far. Are you old? Uh, not the way I'm dressed this oh, morning, Daniel. Have I'm, you seen I'm, what he's wearing, fella? I'm dressed yeah. up like a teenager. I've got those pants on with yeah. the old grippy yeah, can, yeah. bottoms. What are they called, you know? I don't know. Are you wearing oh, socks? You got, those yeah, no shoes? socks. You got no ta- socks. Yeah. Tapered bottoms so you can see ankles? Yeah, yeah tapered bottoms, no socks. Yeah, I love that. I don't know what it is, Dave, but I just have yeah. to see my ankles. It's a kind of like a just a, f- a fetish, exactly. you can, you can yeah. a, fetish. <laughs> a fetish of your own ankles. That's a new thing. <laughs> Getting off on your own yeah. ankles. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Honestly, I, I, have to, I, I have to see my ankles. What about this one? I don't know what it is. You get off on that. They do look good. There's my ankles. Oh, put those away. They, put those none away. of my ankles. Hey, Dave, I'll tell you Not what. You just, you just keep saying. You just he just keeps slamming the door in that old man's face, Dave. Every time he knocks on the door, just saying, you're not coming in here. But seriously. Yeah, young man's game. Young man's game. Seri- seriously, <laughs> Spain and Germany, do they get through? Or is it uh, another upset day with Japan and Costa Rica? Are they going to get, like, who knows at World Cups at the moment, especially the Soccer World Cup? Who gets through? Yeah, I thought Costa Rica were terrible in the opening game. Then they turned it round at the next, so they're still alive. But Germany haven't fired, but they must fire. So I say Germany slipped through the back door. And then they slip through the back door and they become a bit of a threat, the old Germans, because you can never rule them out. Spain should be too much for Japan. Because I talk about that ageing side. Spain have got this new new sort of breed of player, the Pedris, the Javis. These are young men uh, at the top of their game. They are led by a guy, Alvaro Morata, who's, who's probably getting the wrong side of it. But, uh, yeah, we're excited to call it today. So you, I'd, so I'd say Germany and Spain go through. So you're saying that Japan have no chance to no, get a positive a result today? They're, get on Japan. You've got a puncher's chance. <laughs> got a puncher's chance. <laughs> a puncher's chance. That pub side I'll Costa need to Rica throw, found, We'll need to throw a few, yeah. Have found some form. That pub side that broke our hearts. We had a pundit on the other day. He called them a pub yeah. side. Then we reminded them and he had to backtrack on his words because he knew he was talking to New Zealand. Lads, the other sides, the other uh, the other teams, Brazil, Argentina, you got Portugal. I think Portugal are... Or a dark horse. I'm a real Portugal supporter. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo and all that's going on there. We won't start there. But those teams, they seem to be heading in the right direction. Yeah, everyone's sort of smoking along quite nicely. I reckon the Football World Cup always throws up a fairy tale or two. So that would be a fairy tale ending for Cristiano Ronaldo, who at the moment's having a mm. bit of a mare. Um, but look out for Argentina as well. I think Argentina might be a bit of a, a story. Messi, is he the greatest of all time? Everyone can argue that one. But again... It'll be a fairy tale finish for Messi to get his hands on the one trophy he hasn't been able to get. Well, it's a pretty nice path for Argentina, with yep. all due respect to Australia, the United States, and I would say my beloved mm. Dutch, who um, are, are, are certainly not the attacking quality of yesteryear. They're more of a, a stoic, hard-to-break-down hard side. They're in their, their, their fraction of the bracket. So that, they're all winnable games if, um, through to the semi-finals for uh, Argentina. Poland up against France. I'm really worried about that one. I, I think France mm. are clearly the better side. Poland are just dire. They, they, it's like playing 11 at the back. They, they don't <laughs> want to play, but they're hard to break Defense, down. It's a, bit, it's a bit tough. Yeah. Dire. Yeah. They, they have been. Yeah, I don't know. David, I, we, we, call, we should invoice them for the time they, they, they stole from us when we commentated them earlier. You, you and I have connections to the Polish community in Wellington. We, yes, better, we, watch, we better watch what we say. I'll I say do. They're a bit like a bowl of mama's pierogi. You yeah, know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, a, bit, they're a bit stodgy, <laughs> they're but, a bit stodgy. <laughs> but they can get themselves through, I'm sure. I, yeah, I, 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 think they oh, can, I think they can roll, Frank. That's the one game I, I fear in the second round that 
could go to penalties, and and the side that uh, is probably the better side gets eliminated. You reckon you're on that side of the group? One? <laughs> yeah. You, you no, just stay in bed and listen. Just stay in bed and listen, <laughs> no, I would say. Come on, lads. Come uh, on, lads. They're uh, a very Senegal, defensive England. country. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, Jin, and, and, and they don't choir. mind. Jin choir, everyone. Jin yeah, choir. yeah. And, and, they, and they don't mind playing without the ball, Poland. I mean, they, they're, they're happy to be Well, they're the allergic ball. to the ball, don't yeah. they? They don't like the ball. Yeah, they're one of those sides that uh, don't have to play well but can win. But France, I'll say France go through. And then we shouldn't forget the English. The English have a good run as no, well. They do. If they get past Senegal, which is imminently is doable, I'd love to. Yeah, it, well, we won't start singing yet, but I'm sure they're humming <laughs> it back in uh, Old Blighty. I'm sure they are humming it. But if you check out the coolest manager at the at the at the tournament, it's it's Senegal for mine. He's uh, the coolest man around. He's he'll get them going. Well, not Rigoberto from Cameroon. Well, he's he's got the best voice. Yeah, well, he's got the best voice and probably the the, the longest dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also kicked out his best uh, player because uh, he he played too adventurous <laughs> football. He exactly. literally benched hey. him, and the guy left the tournament. Said, "I've had enough of you, coach." <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, lads. Only in lads, football. Let's ask you a question yep. about uh, Australia. I, I was talking about it yesterday. Is this a uh, kind of a way that the A-League's kind of heading at the moment with the competitive nature of the A-League that we're seeing that go into the international uh, uh, football for Australia? Like how they've been so competitive at this tournament. Is this really showing the competitive nature of the A-League? Yeah, great great ad for the A-League. Good, good for the A-League because mm. there are players that we see week in, week out in the A-League now scoring on the world stage. I'll tell you what, no better time to be an Aussie, and you won't hear me say that often, but Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. <laughs> The majors was that enthusiastic <laughs> enough for you? Yeah. Nah. I've been really, I've been nah. really impressed get, uh, with Australia. So hard to break down. You, you look at, you compare them on paper to that uh, magnificent side of 2006. They got through to the round of 16, and were, were, you know, had their hearts broken by, you know, a cheap penalty. You would say in the 95th minute um, against eventual world champions, Italy. Uh, you can't compare them. There, there isn't a, there isn't a superstar in that group. It's one of those sum of all their parts. So, uh, you know, good luck to Australia. Do you get um, oh, good. do you get the feeling that Brazil are the team to beat, Dan? Do you think that's you know the way that they've come back and you know look like they're not going to win in games and then just score those unbelievable goals? Do you think they've got it in them just to go through and win this tournament? Well, they have incredible depth, especially in that final third. They've got so many uh, options to bring off the bench. Uh, I don't think many sides, other than France and England, can sort of match uh, match them up. I, mm. I will just hesitate on Brazil. Um, I, I will asterisk. And right, Neymar's fitness, question mark. Um, he missed the last mm. game. He's expected to miss the third group game. If he can come back, um, I, I think they, they need him desperately, David. I don't think they can win it without him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I had them pre-tournament as my favourites. I had them uh, with a big green line through with a highlighter. I thought Brazil would be the ultimate champions. I'm, I'm a bit biased. I'm, 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 they, influenced by, I'm influenced by that 80s um, vibe that they have that... Uh, that flowing football, and we saw that in the first game. Didn't see it in the second, but Neymar makes them tick. But uh, yeah, them and the Argentinians, maybe it's a South American tournament. Who knows? Have right, we tipped man, everyone out? I think we've tipped, I think we've tipped everyone. Yeah, we've tipped, yeah, we, I think we have tipped, tipped everyone. Yeah, we've tipped everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've covered every base. Fantastic. <laughs> we, we love it. We, we love the work you're doing, lads. You're doing a stellar job. Where can the listeners find your commentary? Uh, the SENZ app, right, uh, from 8am. Yep. So we've got, uh, what's that, 44 minutes up on the kickoff. Uh, we'll jump on from about 7.30 countdown with our uh, Football Hub preview. Uh, Japan up against uh, Spain is what we will call. Um, go to the app. You can also uh, check in on uh, what's happening in the game between uh, Germany and Costa Rica. But let's be fair, you want to be with this commentary team, don't you? He says uh, uh, un- unbiasedly at all. 
I would have thought <laughs> yeah, so. Keep flashing those ankles, boys. Try and find me that clash yeah. number. Rock the Casbah. Go the Moroccans. <laughs> you see those? You feel me? You're getting oh. a bit... Ooh, eh? Yeah. Oh, there you Jesus, go. man. You wash your feet, wait till, <laughs> wait till I show you my toenail. The goat, the yeah. greatest of all toes. Anyway, get out of here, lads. Enjoy. Take your time and uh, keep up the great job. Cheers, fellas. See you. Thanks, fellas. Bye-bye. How good. How good was that? Those two there, if you're not listening to them call the uh, the Soccer World Cup, you're not listening to anybody, mate, because they are such a good team on the SEMZ app. To call. Oh, they have. And they, they've covered it off there. If you haven't followed the World Cup, you've got a real, real good insight into what's happened over the, the last week or so. So um, tune in this morning, half past seven SENZ on our app, and listen to uh, Dave and Dan call the game. Honestly, you'll, you'll be excited. It'll be like you're there. Right in the amongst it. Yeah. That's an old classic too, isn't it? Yeah, Davey loves it too. <laughs> but they've done a super job, haven't they? The, the World Cup has been um, its been a canvas that any artist would love to work with if you're a commentator because the twists and the turns, and even this morning, like genuinely Lukaku... Not just rubbing it in, is he? But he had like he had four or five t- attempts. Here's one. Nice ball in behind from Hazard. Here goes De Bruyne to the byline, cuts the cross in, and Lukaku has missed again from the six-yard box. It fell onto his head, and he's headed it over the crossbar. Just blatantly. Torgan's touch is heavy. Lukaku chests it down. It's saved on the line. And Kimpy was even throwing out some. Accusations about <laughs> how much does he want to win at one stage? Oh well, he's in the right place. He's in the right place to fill the coffers. What they, hey, he's what always, they say, hundred million. <laughs> yeah, he's always had his problems with fitness, eh? That's why he got the boot from Chelsea. He's always question marks over his fitness. Where he's at, he's come back from injury. Look, he's, yeah, you think with that team, Hazard into Lukaku, that De Bruyne, De Bruyne, is that his name? De Bruyne, I mean, yeah. yeah, something like that. De Bruyne, yeah, it's like, mate, just superstars galore, but hey, team of stars doesn't always work. Love it. Good advice this morning. A couple of pearls of wisdom throughout the morning we've had. Uh, after this, Kempe, you'll be off the back fence, so that is the pearl Fetish. of wisdom. Today, I'll tell you what, boys, it's Friday. You, you don't know, know what where I'm mean. going. <laughs> yeah, <you're fetish. laughs> you you know, I don't know, it's not a fetish, but it's a. It's it's just <laughs> what's the word that I want to say that just means I just always have to see my ankles and if I don't I stress out. Yeah. Um, Weird. OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. I love fetish though. I love it. I love it. And the best thing is it's a Friday, so that promo will play for three days straight. <laughs> Twenty minutes past seven. Here with the chemist we have great savings every day. Kimby's off the back fence after this. With Tony Kemp. This is going to rattle your cages. Is there anyone as good as Tyson Fury on this planet to even rival his ability, skill and charisma when it comes to being the heavyweight champion of the world? As the Tyson Fury gets ready to dish out some thunder this weekend on the Chinna Journeyman 
Derek Trezora, one has to consider where in history does Tyson Fury rate as one of the all-time greats? Having stormed into everyone's living rooms after stopping the then world champion who reigned supreme for 10 years, Vladimir Klitschko, Tyson Fury has been unstoppable since. With a record of 33 fights, 32 wins and only the one draw, Tyson can claim to be the baddest man on the planet, surely. His record speaks for itself and the argument for the all-time greatest title comes when heavyweight boxing resembles the great fights of the 70s, the 80s and the early 90s. After getting through Trezora, only Ursic stands in the way of the Gypsy King be remembered as the best there ever was. And for me, Alexander Ursic doesn't have the size or the boxing ability to get the job done against Tyson. Only time will tell and only age will allow Ursic the luxury of defeating the Gypsy King. Along with Ursic, who holds the majority of the heavyweight bouts, Ali, Mike Tyson, George Foreman and Joe Frazier amongst the greatest ever. But my man Tyson Fury stands tallest among all those kings. Yes, the one and only Gypsy King, King of Kings. Surely he is the greatest. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Like that one, Kempy. Look, I come out after his, um, his uh, latest performance and his performance against Deontay Wilder. And I said, surely he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time on my Twitter. And then, bang, people come back left field just saying about the Arlies, the Foremans, the Tysons in an era that was full of absolute heavyweight champs. Look, I, I love Tyson Fury. And I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest, and he'll he'll push there. It's just hard to really measure. But, mate, I just love what he's down, obviously in the ring, but outside the ring. His work he does in the mental health space is, is huge, and he's very honest and, and about it all, and that's what I love about it. He's a real family man. He's got a good connection with Joey Parker, so we really see the the kind of real Tyson Fury. I feel, I feel like you see him. On social media and in TV, I think he'll be the same in real life too. You know, people can portray that different picture. He is the same man whether you see him on social or, or in, in real flesh. So, love it, Kempi. I think he'll dominate Usyk. I don't think the middleweight will have any chance to get close. Look, he's a very um, established boxer, but I think uh, Fury would, would dominate him in the end. And I hope we see that fight. I'm sick of all the politics that's involved with boxing. Just get the fights signed and done. There's just a big ego that goes with it, mainly with the promoters. The promoters are the ones that really stand out front because they're the ones obviously clipping the ticket. But um, I hope we do see that fight because that is the fight everyone wants to see. If not that fight, Anthony Joshua Fury that yeah, has look, been I th- outed I, for so long. I think the Ursic fight is what they want to see. I think the Anthony Joshua being beaten by Ursic twice is, is gone, done, gone, done and dusted because you want the best fighting the best and that's the one that's going to determine where Fury goes. Mate, and you, you, it is really hard to compare. My dad used to sit me down watching the Ali's and the Foreman's and Frazier's, you know what I yeah. mean? So it is really hard to compare apples with apples but you've got to look at his record. You've got to look at how he, how he is still undefeated and if he does Ursic, he's, he's he got to be the best there ever was. He's got, if he does he's, Usyk and then he does Joshua, then I'd probably go towards of of being in that real greatest of all time debate. Um, you know, because you think of the fighters he's beaten, he's beaten now. Klitschko was that was what put him on the world stage. What a fight! Jonte Wilder, you know, like getting up off the canvas. What are some? Uh, yeah, Dillian White. 
you know, um, Chisora. That, that Tyson getting up off the off the canvas is mm. is like Ali taking all them smacks from Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. You know what I mean? Dante Wilder mm. knocking him out and getting up off the ground. So it's it is apples. You know, hard to compare. I guess the thing that yeah. people will will wonder is has he had the field of those other guys because they bet each other and they got to go up against equal greats. Has Tyson Fury had that level of competition to prove himself? But what do you so what do you think? Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven the Kennard's high phone line because people will disagree with you, Kimpy. Some will agree though for sure. Double eight double three. Get in touch with us. This is a ripping off the back. Fence. He's my favourite. There you He's go. My favourite. <laughs> There you go. Andy. Who is it? Uh, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping building New Zealand. Remember, check out their field days. 1.5% finance offer for four days only. Oh, SENZ, 27 away from 8 o'clock. Boys, first Friday of summer. Can I get a vibe check? Daggy, how's it going? Horrible. Horrible. Okay. Raining. <laughs> oh, is that what you wanted? You want a vibe? From, I get my vibe from weather. Feeling wise, I'm feeling absolutely amazing. Honestly, I'm ready to rip it. I've been training hard this week. I've been eating well. Oh. I've had zero alcohol. I've had one beer in two weeks, lads. And I'm feeling absolutely on fire. And it's all about to change in 10 days. <laughs> Akimbi, you vibe after hearing that. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tune into Izzy every day, mate, because he just makes me happy. <laughs> you are you, Izzy. You are 100 the barometer for SCNZ. Your, your level sets the tone for the day. Yeah, mate. First day, first day of summer. I'm, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to some heat getting here and the rain going away. Jeez, it's raining every day. Well, I know, mate. But, oh. Can I manifest some good? Can I manifest some good energy by saying the, yeah, cho- go, the choice? Yeah, go. Bring the, it up. Okay, the choices for in polls today. It's the first Friday of summer. Floors for living sale is on now at Choices Flooring. By the way, and everybody loves food. I know, Kimpy, you love food. <laughs> oh, love Tucker. <laughs> food love loves Tucker. me. Mate, food loves me. <laughs> Izzy, Daggy, you love food. I love food. So what's the best summer food? I've given you four options, but double eight, double three. Oh. What's the best seasonal summer food? Here are my options. You classic barbecue. Just you're down the, you're down the middle, classic summer barbecue. Pavlova and fresh berries, because the seasonal berries get me going. Yuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, watermelon, watermelon, Kimpy. How good's uh, watermelon? Fresh watermelon. Nothing better on a hot day at the beach. A big piece of watermelon, and then wash it down with some fish and chips. So, what's your favourite summer food? Is it the barbecue, the pav, or the fresh berries, the watermelon, or the fish and chips? Double eight, double three, or go to the SENZ app. So you Izzy, can't say all of them. Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Have your choice. Well, what is your? What's yours? If you deceived them. Oh, barbecue for. By country mile, I love it when you can get mm. outside and do the cooking in the afternoons and and have people around and you just throw a few you know steaks on the barbie and and whatever and just sit there and have a couple of beers. I just think it's really a good social activity to do, and at the end of it, you get a nice full cooking. You've got me going now, mate. Oh, the chiller will be filling dizzy when I head up there. The old father-in-law will have the chiller full of meat, full of beers, Coronas. Daggy will whip the barbie on, get the saucies out. Homemade, homemade saucy Vinny with a little bit of lamb, Ooh. spiced up saucy. Get that on the side. <laughs> a little bit of a, a, a chops, home-killed chops, lamb yeah. chops there. Uh, you chuck a bit of chicken. Daisy will be whipping up a nice... Sour cream potato salad with a broccoli side salad 
and uh, and then there might even be a garlic bread, so the carbs will be calories galore, and I'll be sipping on a sahi on the side of that barbecue, watching it sizzle away, and just putting on an extra four kilos, but I don't care, because I'm damn happy. <laughs> I'm down here. You got down now. So what you want this time? Uh, the vibes are perfect. <laughs> Forget the weather. Just think about the food. Have your choice. What's yeah. your favourite summer food on SCNZ? Go into the SCNZ app and uh, make sure you vote there. On the Choices Forum poll, we are 23 minutes away from 8 o'clock. We're going to change pace, kick it back into second gear, and talk to Dick Taylor after this because the passing, the news came through with the passing of Samari Halberg yesterday. He's an icon in New Zealand sport and society, and Dick Taylor knew him and... Well, he was an um, inspiration for him and so many others. So we'll talk to Dick about Murray after this. Yeah, there might not be a greater contributor to New Zealand sport than the late Sir Murray Halberg, a famous Olympic champion ushering into the golden generation of track and field for New Zealand and in his post-running career an advocate and inspiration for children with disability founding the Halberg Foundation. As you would have heard by now, Sir Murray passed away on Wednesday evening, aged 89. Yes, a very, very sad day for New Zealand. Moi marae te rangatira, haere, 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 ra e te rangatira. His legacy on and certainly off the track will live on forever, though, and to share his memories and pay respect, 10,000 metre gold medalist at the 1974 Commonwealth Games and followed track great Dick Taylor is on the line with us now. Morena, Dick, how are you this morning? Appreciate your time. Good, good, good morning. Yeah, very sad day yesterday. Yes, I hope Murray would last forever. Um, he was just a guy who, um, growing up as a young guy, read his book, Clean Pair of Heroes, 20 times, I suppose. You'd read on the toilet and get pins and needles when you got off the toilet because you're so intrigued with his book. And then meeting the guy one day was very special. He didn't need to say anything because he was Murray Helberg. And, uh, and, of course, then meeting Lydia, being tied up with Lydia, um, it was just, I, I had a small, teeny, weeny bit of, of Lydia's legacy, but at Helberg and Snell were the masters, and Christy Murray Helberg, great guy. Initial memory when you think of Samari, when you met him, you know, like you would have had your, your experiences with him. Not many would have shared uh, the track with him or, or been around in his presence. So, what, what were those memories that stick out for you, Dick? Well, I remember he rang me up long before the games in Christchurch, and he's ringing to wish you luck. The games are in New Zealand, um, everything's on your side. And he said, Richard, I'm still Richard at that stage. Uh, you've got the best coach in the world, and he'll have you prepared on the day, so don't you worry about anything. You just get out there and do your bit. And that's what I did. But for Murray Helberg to ring me, God, I didn't want to hang the phone up. You know, it's, special. <laughs> <laughs> it's so special. Awesome. And, I really, and he's so humble. This is the thing about him. No ego, humble, humble as in the... He would not sit up the front. He'd rather be quietly down the back. That was Murray Elberg. Yeah, those those characteristics that made him the guy that he he was, that sitting down the back of the bus type mentality. What other um, characteristics stick that you enjoyed um, when you were around Murray? Well, I think the thing is, you know, way back in nineteen sixty at Rome, his coach wasn't only out in the stadium. Athletics New Zealand wouldn't give Lydia accreditation. So the Snellen Helberg had coaches outside the stadium looking through the fence and hoping for a victory. Um, and that should never have happened. But I mean, um, and, and hearing Helberg and, um, and, and Snell talk about Lydia and hearing Lydia talk about these guys, 
was ultra professional. He said, Peter Snell, he said, he'd be most natural athlete I've ever trained. Anyone could coach Peter Snell. He said, Murray Helberg was special. He said, he was so tough, so tough. Um, and, you know, not many athletes could beat Murray Helberg. That's the way he was. A very caring guy. That's what I loved about Murray. Very caring. And, and just when you when you think of Sir Murray Halberg, he's won many, won gold in Rome, 1960 in the 5,000 metre. Uh, he ran the first sub-four-minute mile, so he's broken many, many records. What really stands out, and you, you really can, can't go past 1960. The, the Back then, the travel must have been just totally different, so you can't put it into perspective. But what are some of his moments in his careers that really stands out for you, Dick? Well, I don't know, just so many great moments he had. And um, see, a lot of people didn't realise that yesterday he was the first New Zealand to break four minutes for the mile. Um, yep. And that, that was special. And, and, and being, being a Kiwi, you always, any athlete would love to break four minutes a mile. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I think it was just, like I said before, Murray didn't need to say anything. If you're in his company, um, and he may have a few words, but uh, the words were pretty good, and, and him and Lydia had a very, very special niche. IMC to function in Blenheim, opening of a, a stadium up there. Murray was the guest, and he had to open it. He didn't want to speak, so he asked me to interview him. So I interviewed him. Obviously, we talked about Rome. And then at the end of it, I said, Murray, anything special you'd like to tell everyone tonight? And Murray looked at, around, around at the crowd. He said, I often wonder how good I could have been if I had a decent coach. Um, and that was Murray Helberg. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. That's, I'm just sitting here take, trying to take the whole thing in here. But you also mentioned, I, I guess it's really hard when you're, you're listening about all the greats and, and going back over all that old history. And you've got another great there that you're talking about, Sir Arthur Lydiard, who a number of times um, that bond with Snell as well. And Halberg was so iconic. What was his, his grip like on that generation? Can you explain how much of a genius he was? Uh, <clears throat> I think basically, in, in, in a nice way, those guys, are, I don't know, they, they're in a, a legacy where Arthur had all the power, and that was it. He was in charge completely. So anything Arthur said, they did. Um, you know, they go to White, on the Waitakere on a Sunday, Arthur would drive around the car to make sure that they, they got round in a reasonably good time. Um, and one day, he caught Peter Snell sitting on the side of the road crying. Lydia wound down the window and said, if you don't get up and carry on running, I'm not going to coach you. Um, so, you know, he was, he was a very tough man, but fair. Tough, but fair. And he taught a lot of us athletes, not only about your training and that sort of thing, but other things about, about respecting people and being polite to people and respecting elder people, all that sort of stuff that our parents probably have tried to tell us to do. But Lydia jammed that right onto the thing of, of athletes. And him and Murray, you know, um, Lydia said, you know, Murray Helberg would be number one uh, athlete he ever coached. I and mean, nothing against anyone else because he said he was just quite unique because he'd had, he'd had problems health-wise. So Arthur reckoned that made him tougher. Um, and he got by that. He got through that. You know, a lot of athletes haven't got that sort of problem that Murray had. And then he's given a lot back to people with disabilities, which I think is rather, is rather nice too and special. Yeah, and apparently Arthur, he, did, he didn't mind a beer either, Arthur Lydia. Is that right? Did you share some beer with him? 
Most definitely. Yeah, we're all allowed to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been trained by Lydia. They didn't let me have a beer. That's the greatest thing after Lydia told me to do, is drink beer. Yeah. There you go. That's the uh, nutrition champions, hey. So, so just um, Dick, before we let you go, just tell us what will be the lasting legacy uh, of Sir, Sir Murray Halberg for you. Oh, I don't know. As a young guy meeting him, I was about, I was, um, oh, where are we? I went up to try and break the New Zealand record for eight eighty yards in Auckland, and I stayed with the Matterford family and he coached the Manford boys. And I got taken to Peter Snell's house, and I got taken to Murray Helberg's house. Well, to get that to happen in your life is just ultra. To go into their homes and sit and talk to them with those people. So things like that I'll never forget, never. And this day, Murray, I couldn't speak more highly of Murray Helberg. And lucky enough to meet the man. So um, it was so special, and the memories for forever. And he was a very proud. He was very proud New Zealander too. He was very proud New Zealander. Um, that, that was Murray. You get a sense of how proud he is. Everyone knows his achievements. Uh, you know, on the track and the records, the list goes on and on. But do you get a sense his greatest achievement is what he's doing with the Halberg Foundation and and how much that's evolved over the years and and the kids he's helped to uh, fulfil their dreams. Yeah, I think it was just wonderful, you know. And I remember '74 when I won the New Zealand Sports from here. Murray, those days, he rang up to tell you, and he rang to tell me that I'd won it, not to talk to anyone about it. But you head to Christchurch, and you're going to get this New Zealand Sports from here. Well, Murray ringing saying that was <laughs> that's a special moment in my life too. But um, yeah, just being being with him, and I haven't seen a lot of him in the last few years. But Paul Allison uh, talks to him quite regularly on the phone. Um, so yeah, and Paul keeps me updated how he's taking on, you know, health-wise he hasn't been that flash the last few years but, uh, you know, he's had a good innings thank goodness Yeah, he had a good innings, very good innings Hey Dick Taylor, we appreciate you coming on mate you're a champion in your own right too as well mate so we appreciate uh, your time this morning you take care and um, rest in peace to Murray Halberg thank you so much mate Okay, thanks guys Mate, that was real good that was like, honestly, listening you know, when you're, you're sort of growing up and you're hearing those names, you're watching those races, um, and then, you know, you get to, to the age that you are now, knowing what they've done, a lot of our young younger people won't actually know the effect that those guys, you know, and we're not just talking about Sir Murray Helberg, um, Helberg and, and the likes of his era, but also the Johnny Walkers and the, the Dick Quats and all those guys too that, that kicked on afterwards um, because of those wins. It's, you know, one of the great, um, visions of my um, childhood was watching distance running at the Olympics for, for New Zealand. That fern on that black singlet was just synonymous with the Olympics when I grew up. So great chat there from Dick. Um, yeah, sad day for New Zealand. Murray Halberg passing away uh, at the age of 89 and leaving such a big legacy here in this country. Just got so much appreciation for what they did, Kempi. Like you think back then, 1960, travel to Rome, getting there. The training, the facilities, the you know the resources at there, the spurs like mate, it's it's just mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing what they were able to achieve in those times and the times and day and to do what they do and yeah, I just yeah blown away, absolutely blown away and there. So Mario Halbrook's continuing on that on with the foundation. Good work, great interview, thanks, Dick.
Seven away from eight. Legend. Rest in peace to Murray Helberg. After this, we'll wrap it up with your text messages. Nearly eight o'clock. Heaps coming up before we're done here. How about this, boys? Strawberries and cream, prawn cocktails, mussel fritters and baked hams, swimming in marmalade and cracking whiskey glaze. Uh, then a lie down. Uh, yep. <laughs> Send an invite. Always followed by a lie down. <laughs> Always followed by a lie down, isn't it, Kimpy? You're just so knackered <laughs> after a big kai and about six stubs. It's so good. Kia ora, guys. Hawks Bay, peaches and nectarines from Steve. Yes, Steve. And what about that? The Hawks Bay strawberry patch as well, mate. Get in it. They do good ice creams, real strawberry ice creams, followed by a punnet of strawberries. So good. Enjoy it, lads, because when you reach 50, the doctor will have you on lettuce and raw carrot sticks. Total bummer. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> My wife's already told me. She's like, hey, do you reckon you should go and... Um... I'm like, What? Maybe just get a cholesterol check. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm just, no, 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 no offense, babe. No offense. Like, just, you know, I'm just trying to, what are you saying, Daisy? I hear what you're saying. Go check your health out, Dan. Yeah, those pies are all catching up on you. But I made the difference. I'm starting to train. Anyway, Alex Pledger coming up. We're going to talk breakers, basketball. They are absolutely humming at the moment. So looking forward to ripping into that. But remember, here's the news for Wataroa uh, from the news for Kubota. Check out their field days, 1.5% finance. Good morning, Friday, Friday, 2nd December. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, ready to rip into the last hour of our Friday show. Coming up, we're going to talk some b-ball, breakers, basketball. How good are the breakers at the moment? 11 and 4. Absolutely flying. But if you've just tuned in, it's okay. And you've missed the last hour, well, I recommend you go and have a listen to Dick Taylor. Dick Taylor is a champion in his own right. He is reflecting on Sir Murray Halberg and the impact he has left on athletics New Zealand. But not only athletics, and and young athletes and changing lives with the Murray Halberg. Sir Murray Halberg Foundation and the Halberg Awards and the, what the awards they are today. So awesome. Great to chat to Dick Taylor. Head over to the SCNZ app and Izzy and Kempe and get all the podcasts, not only Dick Taylor, all of our guests we've had on throughout the week. Double eight, double three. Keep those messages coming through. There's a couple there that we'll get to shortly. The white hot breakers are bending and breaking everyone in their path at the moment. Last night showing the Garden City, what they're all about is an absolutely blue, the southeast Melbourne Phoenix off the court. The Breakers scored 37 in the first quarter and then 63 in total in the first half to bury the Phoenix. Then in there, ended up shooting better than 50% from the field and from three. With half of the regular season to play, there is a long way to go, but the writing is on the wall. This could be a vintage New Zealand Breakers year yet. Alex Pledger held down the paint for the Breakers for a very long time and knows what it's what that feeling was like when they were at their very best being a part of all four AMBL championship teams. He's with us now. Morning, Alex. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, good morning. Uh, not too bad. A little bit early for my personal preference, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. I've been, I've, been, I've been used to sleeping in for the last year and a half, but it's all good. <laughs> oh, mate, I miss those sleep-ins. I tell you what. 
it's, it's funny. You, you, you talk to fellow past athletes, fellow athletes, you're like, hey, can you come on the show? And they're like, oh, bro, what time? I'm like, well, look, we're not going to go six. We're not going to go seven. We'll give you eight o'clock. Eight o'clock's a hell of a sleep in our books. So <laughs> surely, surely you must be refreshed. But that's enough of the sleep-ins. Let's talk about the breakers, mate. They are back. What is it, mate? Is it personnel? Is it coaching group? The style, the way that they're playing? Like, what can you pinpoint it to? Um, I think it's a combination of all of those things. They have, um, obviously, actually getting to play home games this year, obviously, would, would be a massive yeah. help. But they just seem to, um, their, the new coach that they've got this year, he um, you know made a lot of comments in the off-season about, you know, the... You know, back in the championship era, I guess you'd call it, you know, we were kind of well known for, we obviously had some amazing imports, but we were kind of that kind of Kiwi culture and Kiwi core that they, um, mm. that was constantly spoken about. He kind of made a, a lot of comments in the off season about kind of trying to bring that back in. So there's a lot of kind of key New Zealanders uh, on the squad this year that are playing really well. And they've got three um, really good imports and, yeah, just they're, they're um, a well-balanced roster. They're coached very well. Um, yeah, they're just a, a team that, just from the outside looking in, that don't appear to have a whole lot of holes. They have um, great point guard play. They have great big men. You know, all their everybody knows what their role is. Everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing out there. They appear to have great kind of chemistry and camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. So kind of. You know all the all the little on court and off court kind of things that you'd pinpoint to a team being successful or not. They've they've kind of ticked all the boxes so far. Hey Alex, how important is that when you've got you know like a well balanced team? Obviously, everyone's talking about the imports and how well they're playing, but to have the backup and the depth um, in New Zealand with the talent, how important is that when you when you when you I guess being regarded as the the favourites for the competition to get you through the um, the competition come finals time. Yeah, having yeah, that, that's one thing I should have mentioned before as well. They they have a lot of depth at every position, um, and that's that's hugely important. You know, throughout the over the course of an entire season, um, you know, nothing goes perfectly. You know, people get injured, people have moments where they play well and moments where they don't play well and you know when you have but when you know that guy um coming off the bench or a you know a development player who's been um working his backside off in practice you know you just having the confidence that that next guy coming in is going to get the job done um you know that's that's hugely important to uh you know to getting through an entire season um the way that they have been so far just tell us about the uh, fellow big man like yourself, you know, playing the centre position, the way that the, the role of the centre has evolved. You've got Rob Lowe that is a big man, but he can actually drop bombs and drop buckets outside the circle. So do you feel like the role of the centre is evolving and is changing? Um, kind of. Not necessarily just the centre position, but almost... Mm. Almost every position, you know, they, they speak a lot about, you know, how basketball is kind of, you know, you have your traditional, you know, your point guard, your shooting guard, your, and go on down the line. But it's kind of become a little bit positionless uh, as the kind of as the years have gone on. You know, like you look in the look at the NBA and you have, you know, 
centers bringing the ball up and running pick and rolls and doing all sorts of stuff so and you know the breakers have a lot of that versatility they have guys who can guard you know three in some cases even four positions they have yeah they kind of all the all the boxes that you'd want they kind of they kind of have them ticked but the the center position specifically i think um with pardon and rob um they kind of give teams two two different looks you know they pardon the kind of more interior focused strong and athletic around the rim whereas rob um obviously he's been he had a hell of a game last night i think he had like 17 points mm-hmm. in like 10 minutes or yep. something <laughs> and um so and so you know when he comes in and you know he can shoot the ball and spread the floor he just you know you have to you have to prepare for rob completely differently the way that you do the pardon so kind of having um that kind of ability to kind of change it up at that spot um yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty valuable kind of asset that they've got Hey Alex, everyone's talking about how good the play the players are going, and you know you're talking the depth, the imports, but and it seems like Modi Moore, the coach, is just flying under the radar. What what difference has he made to the team this year? Um, it's kind of it's kind of hard to well, obviously they've just the, the buy into a culture and a certain style of play. He's obviously done a fantastic job there, but I think he's just. You know, it's pretty well known that, especially in the previous two or three years, however long he was there when he was the assistant coach, that he was pretty energetic and up and about on the sideline. Um, and he's probably that way as a head coach as well. So I think, um, you know, just having um, a guy like that, this kind of, um, you know, that what's that old saying, that kind of, teams take on the personality of their coach a little bit so he kind of that mm. passion that he has and mm. how he's um kind of just up and about and just the energy that he coaches with i think that kind of transfers into the team a little bit um and obviously the the results for the first half of the season have been uh have been pretty good yeah, they have been good because you spoke about it. They've been away for many years. I think that game against Ken's Taipans when they came from behind and win it just gave them a hell of a lot of confidence knowing that they can win offshore and they have flown since. Um, just, just quick, on the other side, of where, where will the threats come? They played the fourth side, Southeast Melbourne um, a basketball team last night and just really demolished them quite easily. So is it where the threats come in the competition for the breakers? Um, I think... Yeah, I think most people would agree the Sydney Kings are probably the biggest threat in terms of other teams. I think they've, you know, I think half a season is a fairly reliable kind of sample size and you can comfortably say they're at worst the second best team in the league. So um, so Sydney, you know, Sydney are a very deep and talented team as well. But, um, you know, I think right now... Um, you kind of have to, um, in terms of championship favourites, you'd probably have to put the breakers towards uh, um, on top. I think. I mean, oh, yeah. when you look at the record, yeah, when you look at the record, they're not too far off. But you know, Sydney have won their last two games on the buzzer, um, and you know the the breakers have just been wrecking people by 15, 20 points in the yeah. game. 
and it's and it seems a bit of a miracle if the other team can score more than 70, 75 points. Um, they've had a good day. Yeah, they're yeah, their defense is unbelievably good this year. So, um, so yeah, I'd say the Sydney Kings would probably be the biggest threat. But um, where we're sitting right now, um, yeah, I think yeah, I think they'd have to. I, I don't, I don't know what the the betting people are saying, but uh, I, yeah, right now I'd say they're probably the championship favorite. Yeah, I'm, I I'd have to agree with you, Alex. What just. Um, one thing about you know being away for so long through that COVID experience, um, what what does it mean to be home? Because they obviously look very comfortable now being back um, into the I guess the normality of the competition, not having to worry about living in Australia for long periods of time. You think that's been a big part of this uh, journey so far? Yeah, for sure. I think um, you know I obviously haven't played for the Breakers for a while, so what it was actually like, mm. you know, playing quote-unquote home games in Tasmania with 20 people in the stands. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think um, yeah, that, uh, I think the crowd, I don't think crowds, home crowds quite realise how much of a boost they give the home team. Um, mm. And just have, kind of having that energy from the crowd, um, which they haven't had for the last two years, well, pretty much, I think, the first kind of COVID disrupted year, they played like the last six or seven games at home or something. But um, but yeah, this, it's it makes it makes a ginormous difference. And and just with the just on top of that, like the they've had home games this year, obviously. But the the people that schedule had made the NBL schedule for this year um, haven't exactly done them any favors. <laughs> they've had a um, a lot of a lot of um, you know, road then away double headers on back to back to back weekends, and you know, without a lot of time in between. So, you know, when you consider they've they've had home games, but their schedule definitely hasn't been easy. So when you factor in, what, what are they? They're eleven and three, right? Fourteen games 11, into the 11. season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you fact when you factor in the the schedule that they've had with. Um, with that record, that that makes it even more impressive, mm. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I was reading they're playing in Cairns, and then they flew home. They didn't get home till one o'clock in the morning, and then they had to play take the court at four in the afternoon. <laughs> so you did right. Yeah. They haven't had any yeah. any favors. Just just before we let you go, Alex. Um, I was, how are you doing? How, how how's your um transition? I know you've had your own um you know how health uh problems lately. Are you are you doing well, mate? Yeah, I'm I'm doing real well. I actually got the um I had the final kind of kind of stage of the the treatment for everything about actually it was bang on three weeks ago. Um so nice. and I'm been recovering really well from that. Um obviously the initial diagnosis was quite shocking and unexpected. Mm-hmm. But um so kind of the the stages that you have various stages that you have to go through throughout the 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 entire kind of healing or curing process um yeah it's gone almost as well as it can be there's there's awesome. been a few hiccups here and there along the way but um but yeah I'm in a strange in a strange kind of way i'm I'm very lucky unlucky but 
uh, unlucky but lucky at the same time, if you get what I mean. So um, yeah, so yeah, things uh, all, all the kind of stuff that they do to kind of they obviously do all the treatment and you have your surgery and all that kind of stuff and all the scans and tests um, uh, so far suggest that everything's been kept at bay and um, mm, awesome. I feel really good. Um, so, yeah, uh, keep the fingers crossed and you yeah, can't complain how it's how things are going at the moment. Yeah, it's been... Oh. Definitely wasn't... Keep... Yeah, it's, it was pretty rough. It's pretty rough at times, but you're going to come out the other yeah. side of it feeling the feeling the way I do now. Um, yeah, very thankful. Oh, I commend you for your honesty, mate, and uh, I can't imagine, look, I've... Everyone's have had goes through their own problems. I can I can feel your strength through through my cans here, mate. You're you're a strong man, and that's all you can do. Just stay positive, and, and I'm a hundred percent certain that you will come out of the other side of it, mate. You already sound like you are, and uh, appreciate you for sharing that, Alex Pledger. Thank you so much for your time this morning. You take care, big fella. Get back to sleep, all right? <laughs> all right. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Here he is, Alex Pledger. One of the greats, breakers, champions, legends, four titles. How good. And uh, he's probably fighting his biggest battle off the court at the moment. And uh, all, th- all signs are showing positive signs, which is good to hear. Yeah, not, and nice um, chat too about the depth of the breakers in their, mm. in their Kiwi ranks because we all know that the imports are really nailing it for the breakers. But one of the things, and I guess it's across the sport, especially when you're playing that trans-Tasman competition, the Warriors are the same at the moment, is that the Kiwi boys are actually stepping up and that depth mm. uh, for the breakers has been telling with the with the way that they've hit the competition. I can't believe how they're smashing everyone. And they come out of the back of them, <laughs> and we're talking breakers um, leading into the year, I can't believe how much of a transition it's been since they've got home. Like, they're not just beating teams, mm. they're smashing them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Watch everyone jump on this bandwagon as the season gets on. <laughs> I'm back on. I've got an Abercrombie singlet. I've got an Abercrombie singlet. I, um, first time, because you think when in NBL, you're like 20, like they're always 60 to 80 or 80 to, to 70 scores. First time since 2019 they've won, uh, they put on 100 points back to back against opposition teams. So, mate, they are scoring. Yeah. And uh, Brown Jr. <laughs> He is something else, and, I, and I love how Rob Lowe can shoot it from the circle. 56% they are shooting from three, and it's just mind-blowing. So they're dropping it. They're spreading. They're spreading the court, if you like my lingo. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> they're, they're on fire. Hey, hey, is he awesome question there at the end. Um, for those that weren't aware, Alex Pledger, he, he was diagnosed with a form of bowel cancer. I'm pretty sure it was a few years back, and he ended up – Taking the court, I think it was something stupid. Like two months after he got through his first phase, like he's a, you're right, he's a strong man, and it's just so good to hear because he is a legend, four time champ with the Breakers. He's represented the Tall Blacks so many times, mm. Southland Sharks, uh, Waikato before that. So great question, awesome to hear. He's doing well. Great to talk some hoops on ECNZ. Twenty two minutes past eight o'clock. Before we shoot off, we do have a little bit of an update from Germany, Costa Rica. Sends the ball to the left. Rob plays it in, and it's buried for the opener. There it is. And Aubrey scores for Germany. Nine and a half minutes in. Now the pub team's down 1-0, and so is Japan. Uh, 1-0 to Spain. Those games live in the SENZ app right now. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
you're listening to you give me for breakfast and the wonderful Pip Morris from TAB is on the line and Pip talk us through it dog jumps from box eight and just way too good okay yes Louis that's right it does I'm just going to throw to Pip again (laughs) Pip sorry we'll just try that one more time dog jumps from box eight and was way too good he was most good. Good morning, if he was. He was actually up against Aaron's next best bet, so I was a little bit worried, but they went head to head and he just went wishka. Child Cancer Foundation. What did it pay in the end? Uh, he was around three dollars twenty, I believe. I think he might have closed into about three. Wonderful. On fire. Nice. Yeah, you're on fire at the moment. But what what are you looking at this weekend? Oh, well, of course. Captain Cook Stakes, so we'll talk about that, and the best back there, no surprise, is Aegon, but also also at longer odds, Dollar Express is the next best back there, and the Wakefield and Penderbell, best back, by, then followed by Bella Regaza and Believe in Magic, and Believe in Magic still nice quote in the Karaka Million two-year-old, too, I believe, at around $31 prior to that race kicking off, and then the Bone Crusher, Magawa's the best back, not much betting on Alf, Kente, too, just currently watching uh, the Football World Cup. There's been 2,000 on Germany total goals over three and a half at 2015 and 76% of the team uh, was on Spain before that game kicked off. And there's a nice uh, power play with Brazil to win and Ronaldo to score at 5.25 boosted, which I think is quite a nice option. Right now, Germany 1-0 over Costa Rica, Spain 1-0 over Japan. Pip, who's your, who you draw in the work sweepstake? Because Izzy got Belgium, so he might need you to cheer him up. <laughs> oh, I'm going over Argentina. <laughs> oh. Oh. Not bad. Oh, that's not going to cheer me up. Yeah. Well done. No. You know, but, hey, Pip, thanks so much for your help with the Greyhound charity, charity run. We're, we're absolutely flying. I hear it's all because of you, so thank you so much. Oh, I don't know about that, but I'm happy to uh, tell you what, yesterday getting a win for charity, it's always better than just tipping out a winner. So that was awesome. I'm happy to help. And don't forget to today, Palmerston North, huge meeting there for the Greyhounds. Power plays available on every race. And we've got a Palmer superstar coming up against Mustang Charlie and Federal Infrared in race number nine. And the best back there superstar, he's into 2.7. Beautiful stuff, but appreciate your time. TAB.co.nz, you got all of your power plays, everything there for a massive weekend of racing. We'll talk a little bit more racing just after this. Get our choices for poll as well. Uh, those scores still exactly the same in that Germany-Costa Rica game in Japan-Spain. Spain and Germany looking pretty good. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Check out their field days. 1.5% finance offer for four days only. Yeah, 27 away from nine. The one, the only. Ship that the, the soul find. Sorry. Tiki Tane. Come on, take it, mate. Take it. <laughs> he, is, he is one of the goats, Tiki Tane. Oh, hell yeah. One of the goats for sure. Uh, summertime, lads. The summer vibes are impeccable around here. And I was wondering what your favourite summer feed is. Your big feast for summer. For your choices for in pile, the spring catalogue. Still out inspiring savings on carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury vinyl, window, furnishings, and rugs. And in a landslide, classic barbecue has won. <laughs> 100%. It's beaten out fish and chips, your pavlovas, your fresh berries, and your watermelon. 
Because who doesn't just want a barbecue? Okay, here we go. Barbecue survivor. Is he? Kimpy? You've got... You're on a desert island. You get a Weber dropped off. But you're only allowed one bit of meat to be to put on the Weber. What is it? Big piece of lamb for me. 100%. Ooh. Like, I mean a big piece too. Slow it down. Let it just simmer away while you're out there surfing. Coming back, mate. We went up. Oh. To, we went up. We went up to um, Shipwreck Bay just quickly, boys. We put a we, we put a pot on, eh? <laughs> we picked some water, Chris. Got a heap of meat. Put the pot on, and you can smell it out in the surf. It was pumping, and there were blokes everywhere, and they were walking past, going, "Cause no, no one's cooking up there." And here's the boys got a big pot on a little little gas burner simmering away, mate. There's nothing like a big piece of meat when you're cooking it. Seriously. So lamb for you? Is he on a desert island with a Weber and uh, well, Tom Hanks? I just have volleyball. to apologise to Mum because I hate boil up. So Kempi, I won't be joining you for a feed. Sorry, brother. Oh, you go now. Uh, what are you uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. Uh, mum used to hate it. Oh, look, I don't mind if you eat a half a loaf of bread with it. Um, <laughs> at least. How much butter? You try a full oh, of bread. Half a half a. Yeah, mate, everything. Um, for me, it has to be a, <laughs> it has to be a standing standing rib roast. So basically, a tomahawk steak. Oh, kind of. <laughs> mate, I've heard of your ribs. Situation. I'm still waiting. Oh, Kim, <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty here. Got plenty here, brother. Mate, how, uh, but how, good those, rib roast, how good were those steak. steaks down there when, when I came down? Cooked on the open fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time. I ran out of gas. Here's a country clue. Oh, I've got a couple of country clues, lads. Oh, play the sting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Izzy and Kempi are country clueless. Oh, I don't know if Kempi's involved in this. He's <laughs> never clueless. But anyway, I've been told I'm not allowed to spray any weeds ever again. <laughs> if you remember, if you remember last, started last year, we had this little segment in our show and well, Israel thought he'd be uh, a man of the house. Got the sprayer out and filled it up and got all ready. Put the kit on, the jacket, everything. Thought I'd spray it in a gale force wind. Well, that went pear-shaped and killed all the grass around the house. <laughs> so the other day, Lake Dag formed again. When it formed, it just started growing weeds. So my lawn guy said, hey, Izzy, get out there and spray Lake Dag, will you? And I said, sure, sure thing, my friend. I'll do that right now. I get out there and I spray it away, and I'm in my zone, and I'm actually going. I just got a bit lost in my spraying, and I went and went backwards. So I must have started walking on the spray, (laughs) or the spray got on my shoes. Anyway, I finished spraying, and I've walked from my spray area back to the house. Little did I know, I had a lot of spray on foot. (laughs) So two weeks later, what do I see? Spray footprint from Lake Dag to my house. <laughs> Dead footprints. Dead grass. I'll send you a photo. Check out the Twitter. Dead so, Daggy, last night, Daisy said, You are not touching that sprayer ever again. Country clueless. Dag over and out. Daggy. I tell you what, and that's not the only thing. What he didn't tell you was the barbecue. So we get a guy down. He's the he's the master chef at the Hilton. All right, so he come down Saturday night. We're down there. And is he 
Daisy goes to me, do you know who this guy's coming for tea tonight? And I said, well, I've got no idea. You know, Daggy, he, just, he, he wants everyone to come around. Well, it's just the chef of the Hilton. And he goes, what, we're having barbecue tonight? <laughs> Daggy forgot to fill the gas bottle, did he? So he's got the best <laughs> chef coming around. But we had the, I cranked up the fire before he got there. And Daggy goes, oh, that's right. I've got a barbecue tray on the fire. So he goes to the guy, Mate, you're cooking on an open fire tonight. So he's just <laughs> whipped the tray on top. There you go. Don't need gas. <laughs> so I've got an open fire with a pizza oven, but underneath, I, I for, totally forgot there's a grill. You pull it out, you put it, and it's got racks. Yeah. And you can cook meat on the open fire. First time we So used I said, it. oh! First time I've used that, and I haven't used it since. But um, yeah. So just, yeah, I don't, I'm just a bit clueless at the moment. <laughs> well, I'm sure is it, it's Mark, is it? I'm sure he would have absolutely Mark Shaw, nailed it. He's text, he's messaged in, so sure he's just come through the message about your boxing. Marciano Rocky was the greatest. Mm. He, he reckons Rocky Marciano is he the one of the all time greats. Um, but he is the guy that looks after my lawns, and he'll be sitting there just rolling his eyes with disbelief because I've already had to get more seed from him, and he's got to get another question coming his way. PGG rights and turf. Thank you so much, lads. <laughs> so good, is he? Oh, well hey, thanks for your honesty for our Friday entertainment anyway. Uh, well done. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a big week here at Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Let's wrap it all up with the Friday tipple just after this. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Oof. Hey, love that sound. It's the nice little glass. Psk. Psk. I thought you were talking about the harmonica. Oh. Psk. <laughs> 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 Won't be playing the harmonica after this. Tell you what, the golf carts have got Bluetooth, and I will be harming Shapeshifter playing golf. Can't wait. Anyway. Well, Kempi was hosting Drive for a couple of days, myself and Beeve kicked off the week by talking with Adam from The Athletic about the FIFA World Cup. We had a great time speaking with him. However, we didn't appreciate his dig at the pub team, Costa Rica. They pretty much look like a pub team, to be honest, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> oh, don't um, be like that. But then they got... I hope you know that pub team actually broke a nation's hearts here in New Zealand, uh, yeah. Adam. That, yeah. uh, that Costa Rica yeah. was the ones that kept us out of going to this World Cup, mate. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yeah, of course. No, of, all the, of all the things I could have said. <laughs> I, I all actually, the things. I actually listened to that, mate. <laughs> he couldn't get out of it. That was such a good comeback from you and Beef. <laughs> Yeah, he was, uh, he bit himself with the tongue there, but that's all right, he owned up to it. No, that's right, and last month we also, you know, has celebrated Movember for Movember by taking on driving a number of challenges, taking them on, I'm sure Kirsten B will be happy it's over because we absolutely smoked them. One man who also raised money for this trustworthy cause was Steve Devine, the little cheeky halfback. Yep, that's him. The boy spoke with Steve on Tuesday and it sounded like his mo was in an absolute state. It is horrendous. Uh, everyone's worst nightmare. It's gone a little bit red. And a little bit, a little bit red on one end and a little bit grey on the other. So time has come. We've got two days left and uh, it could disappear for a year. 
They're ginger. Hey. <laughs> Is he a ginger? <laughs> nah, but, you know, everyone's got a bit of ging in them, you know? Everyone's got a little bit of tinge in them. And, oh, I've got a tinge mo, so I don't even tempt to grow up there, so... I'll leave it up to the to the masters. A couple rolling around the country, you know, some fantastic moes. Great to talk to Steve Devine. The end of spring means that breeders across the country can finally put up their feet after what has been an unusual breeding season. Richel's stud has been particularly busy this year with a lot of owners looking to lock, looking to pair their mares with John Thompson's stallions. It's great for the business, but all this attention is starting to make John blush. Yeah, look, it, it's been a little bit embarrassing, actually. Um, you know, they can only serve so many mares, you know, and uh, you can't serve everybody's mares. And look, I, I mean, we, we, we hate turning people away, but I'm afraid we've had, had to at times. Well, you've come back as an all-black as in, and I know what you're coming back next time. <laughs> And you'll probably be working for Ritual Stud. So you go hard there, son, when you get back in the next life. But anyway, well, I was enjoying a bit of a sleep, and that's what you thought I was doing, didn't you? You thought I was sleeping in. Savadag. Savadag. The lads caught up with Lisa Adams yesterday for more than an athlete. She spoke about the work she's doing around the Sanitarium Wheatbox Triathlon. Yeah, that was so good, and why she believes the event is so important. The Sanitarium Wheatbox Triathlon, it plays a key role in the kids' You know, Kiwi kids' lives to just encourage them to be fit and healthy, but also gain that confidence and, and self-belief by completing, you know, their triathlon to kind of give them the confidence to carry on with sport if they wish to do so. Yeah, very good. My, my kids did the Weetbix triathlon, mate, and absolutely loved it. So good to see that uh, it's still going and why that's uh, such an important event. <laughs> Cheers, Gimpy. Uh, time for our toast of the week. <laughs> and it has to go to Springbok captain, Sia Khaleesi, who joined us on Wednesday. Sia may be known for his play on the field, but it's the impact that he's able to have off it which means the most to him. The biggest thing for us rugby players to understand that rugby is not your life. It, it's, it's what you do, and it's, it's, you can use it as a vehicle, not just for you, but to inspire others and make a difference. Me waking up every morning when I, when the body so when I don't want to get up, I know I must get up because there's a child getting a meal every day. There's a woman being saved because we provide for, for gender-based violence, um, like some tools to, to prevent, not for the woman. It's a big problem in our country. So there's so much that I face as a kid that I'm able to make a difference now, only through doing what I love. How good. Man, what an ambassador. What an ambassador can be like. Sia Khaleesi, more than an athlete, 100%. You, you just can't even put in perspective what South Africans go through. You know, like, we've got our own problems here, but you think of it's life or death over there. And That's they, right. They are making a difference in that jersey, and they inspire, and uh, they help so many. Getting up every day will put food in, in people's mouths, will give them the drive and inspire them to get out of bed and, and make a difference. So... Mate, some of the messaging there. If you missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Go to see a Khaleesi. You will not be disappointed. One of the great ones. Izzy, can you promise me something? What's that, mate? When you get your first share in a Savabil, can you please call it Savadag? <laughs> Savadag. That is actually a really good name. Savadag. Savadag. When you get your first share, oh. when you and Baz, when Pungwa wins you yeah. enough... Prize money that you get, you reload, and you go back into a nice Savabil off Waikato Stud from mm-hmm. Chittick Investments Limited. Can you please call it Savadag? 
Seven day. Oh, oh. Did you? <laughs> they wanted. The, Bears wanted to call it Israel. Pung. <laughs> wanted to call him Israel. Just, and I said, no, 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 don't. Because he'll get a sore knee. Well, <laughs> you can't want to do that. Savadag? Oh, look, that's a. Oh, yeah. If next time Bears says that, you just say to him, no, no, let's call it Bears Ball. Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like Tiako Shark, wasn't it? You know, when Paul Gallon, they, they had a number of names and they end up calling it Tauco Shark. So I think Seva, you know, because you got the Seva Bills and yeah. Seva whatever. Yeah, and Savvy Man. Seva Blanc and that's Savvy. Seva Plonk. Um, now, what about Dag? Seva Dag. It's I like it. Great, we can do it. It is. What about Seva Kemp? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boys, it's been a fun day. Yeah. Fun day. I'm looking forward to wrapping up. Good stuff. Right. Well, we're eight away from nine. After this, we're just going to do a really – Izzy, stay with us because we're going to do a little golf update for Spark Sport on the other side because the Aussie Open is flying and so are the Kiwis. Righty-ho, nearly nine o'clock, nearly the end of our week on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. But the ISPS Honda Australian Open is live December 1 to 4 on Spark Sport. So the Aussie Open of golf is on Spark Sport. And the Kiwis, we went, they went pretty well to start off, Izzy. They did. They did, mate. Yeah, we've got Josh Geary in second place, Denzel Eremia, uh, Nick Folk, who had really solid PGA Australian tour- tournaments last outing. They were mid- mid-table, you know, they made the following round. They were really good. Ryan Fox going close to missing his second cut. He needs a big day today, moving day for Foxy. And there's plenty others in there. Luke Toomey, you got Luke Brown. Uh, you got plenty, plenty of Kiwis uh, over in Australia. And Cam and uh, Pinner obviously have just been smashing. Bol- well, they've been partying, mate. They don't need a winner. Great Northern, Bolter, VB, Carlton Draft. What are some of the other great <laughs> Australian liquors? Better beer. Uh, Tui's. Tui's new. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Forex. He's yeah, clean cellar, isn't he? Coopers. Yeah, Coopers. Forex. Yeah. He was banging Forexes over. Hey, it's awesome. But yeah. I can, you know, I can accept that he's not in the right headspace. He's, he's he's done his deed, done his dash. We've got to get him on. It'd be great to talk to him just to see what his years. Come on, it. pissed. Yeah, it up. You guys are lumping the pressure. I'll, yeah, I'm doing my. I just need to go and piss the whole North, Mate, North Shore Tigers. Um, I've turned tomorrow. into an absolute pissed. You need. You are a pissed. So do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just gonna... make sure you're a pissed tomorrow, okay? Well, no matter what. You're the biggest pest on the pitch. I want to hear some banter when we come back on Monday. I want to know what your best one-liners. You've got to go home tonight. You've got to think about it. You've got to pick on one guy, and you just, mate, if he comes in and his shorts are too tight, you tell him, mate, that he looks worse than Warwick Kappa when he played for Sydney, the Sydney side. I don't think it's going to be an issue for me, Kempi. <laughs> I'm not going to be around at 2050 at this rate. I'm that much of a pest. Uh, Ricardo, you are the opposite of a pest. Yeah, I try, I try not to be. If uh, Joe would turn your mic on. Yeah. Was, Who yeah. is he doing things with that other mic? He was doing this on that mic. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on one today, yeah. old Joey boy. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just He's excited rocking the James fact. Dean look too. He's just excited that I'm in the studio, obviously, after I woke him up the other day. Do you <laughs> 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 I've killed Louie. I've killed Louie. <laughs> Hey, do you like the new? Do you like like the new name we've given the stallion of the team? Oh yeah, Savadag. Savadag. I like it. All right, Dagabeel says Josh. Dagabeel. <laughs> oh, take it easy. Look after yourselves. I'm going to go do some uh, chores around the house.